0: This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, nos sumemos en el loco mundo de Guacamele. Cue the music. Welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me as always are my good buddies, the brothers of destruction themselves.
1: My name is Nathan, and joining me as always are my good buddies, the friends of destruction.
2: Hey, it's me, it's Willie. I don't have a third joke. I did, I was not prepared for that, and he blindsided me. Like with a chair to the side of the head.
0: Oh, Oh! RKO out of nowhere.
2: Oh. Oh, two! two.
0: Man, Uh, gentlemen, how was your week?
1: Man, nothing too crazy. I actually had a pretty chill week. Just got to play a lot of Guacamole And not a whole lot else going on. Which is nice. Oh yeah?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I found things pretty relaxing myself. Um, Sheesh, there was something else I wanted to talk about for a minute. Because I definitely was playing another game for a minute. But I can't remember what it was now. (laughs) I, I guess I could check my own records. Shit.
1: Well...
0: While you're doing that, I'm going to quick plug, um, me and James are going to be recording this week, um, I believe Thursday, uh, so this Sunday, whenever you hear this, it'll be this Sunday, uh, I'm going to be a guest on the JRPG Report.
1: What you talking about this time?
0: Uh, I don't think we have an actual topic, I think we're just going to talk about some JRPG stuff in general. Uh, So I'm going to try to think of some stuff between now and then, I told him, I said, bro, you're going to have to listen to me talk about Pokemon a little bit. Cause he's not a huge Pokemon person, but I'm like, no, you're going to have to hear me talk about Pokemon a little bit. He's like, that's cool. That's cool. So
2: You're going to have to pollute his good person podcast with talk about pro wrestling and a lot of cusses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I am always proud of myself that like, I am really good about nur- not cursing on that show. Like I'm fucking always awesome, proud. Shit. <laughs> I do a good fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Did you find your game, bud?
2: no it turns out i couldn't find it it. (laughs) okay i thought it was in steam but it it was something i was doing somewhere else well then uh let me knock out this real quick oh yeah i actually had been starting doing um i I had resumed some programming stuff that i'd left behind for a while uh got back into learning c for a while because i was starting to relearn it in november i used to do it in middle school and shit and uh I I forgot how pointers worked, so I wanted to relearn C, and then I kind of took a little while off because I overwhelmed myself with stuff in November. Started picking it up a couple weeks ago, got back into it. Now I'm doing Unity stuff again, and – because that's C Sharp. It's not C. I mean, I probably shouldn't have done C, but it was just – I personally wanted to get my own uh, flow going again, and C was just how I programmed in middle school. So (laughs) – it just kind of brought me back, and uh, so I'm, I'm working on some Unity tutorials and stuff, and I'm planning to make some uh, simple games over the next couple of months, so we'll see how that goes. Nothing mm. nothing big, no magnum opus type stuff, more along the lines of, I'm going to recreate Frogger in this programming language and stuff, but...
1: Icebrand yeah. Studios is about to make you his bitch.
2: No, don't, <laughs> t- don't <laughs> tell him that yet. <laughs> no, I'm about to make... I'm, I'm not about to make anyone... I'm not about to make anyone my bitch, I'm about to make Pong... i'm about to make 1977 my bitch (laughs) jesus christ
0: (laughs) um let's see a quick update on the fantasy league i think the only pickups this week um were cody old bushy tail and co productions uh picked up the assassin's creed valhalla dawn of ragnarok dlc and song of nunu a league of legends story okay now He's going to luck out if that ends up being really good because he snagged that game for a dollar. Oh, shit. And I'm like, fuck you. I should have fucking... <laughs> I should have bet against that, but it's all good. Um,
2: oh, I, I do. Think, I think you might have mentioned that last week because I was thinking the League of Legends property, like, outside of the main game, has been really hot lately. Like,
0: yeah. Well, I did TV mention sh- it in our chat the other night.
2: Okay, that's it. The, the TV show had, is, is literally at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's and crazy. The, uh, that's, impre- that's impressive. I know. Like, apparently a lot of cool spinoff stuff, too, because uh, it's called, I think, Vox Machinima or Vox Machina or something. It's a spinoff of the Critical Role podcast, which is a D&D podcast. Their animated series is also at 100% or 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it is apparently a really good time to put out a cartoon fantasy thing based on a different work.
1: <laughs>
2: For
0: real.
1: Or um,
2: maybe people are just working really hard on these things because they love them.
0: Yeah, that could be, too. It's it, Maybe we're past the old movies like video game adaptations of our yesteryear that were not very good and just money cash ins and maybe people will actually give a shit about them nowadays yeah we'll see um i got a final critic rating well i say final it should fluctuate a little bit but i got a rating for elden ring in okay that came out uh it got me a crisp cool 96
2: sheesh (laughs) so you're Um, in the driver's seat for this thing at this point
0: at the moment at the moment but i think i also i am one of the people who have the least amount of spots left for drafts
1: yeah but with a uh, score of 96 they're gonna need two or three games to catch up it's true because <laughs>
2: oh i, I don't I have know. any draft picks left i just have tom brady <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just curious <laughs> sorry that took me a second for that joke to hit me in and be like oh i get what he's saying <laughs> um for some reason, uh I got like it gave me a 96 but I got 32 points for it. So we we were talking about before we went on air that maybe there's a thing where if it's like over 90 you get extra points. Uh but I'm not quite sure. I need to ask Mike. So Mike, if you happen to listen to this, uh and I haven't messaged you already, you should message me and tell me that the answer to this question. <laughs> um but yeah, and then I think I don't know if I remember mentioned this last week. King of Fighters 15 came out. It finally got a rating. It got an 81. So that's not bad. Not bad. Oh, that seems reasonable. Not bad. Um Star Wars The Old Republic Legacy of the Sith, that DLC, still does not have a critic rating, but I'm okay with that because people who are talking about it said it was a buggy shit mess. Oh, no. Oh. So, if it doesn't get a rating, like enough critic ratings to not come up, then I'll just get zero. It's just, it just doesn't take away. It doesn't add. So, I will be all right with that. But even if it gets a 72, that's two points. So, you know, whatever. Right. Um. Other than that, I'm trying to see if anything else released. Oh, uh, stephanie's first game released martha is dead it got a 70 oh really so i thought
1: that thing? that game had some hype i'm surprised it didn't do better than 70 i don't
0: i don't know um i almost wondered if the censorship for the playstation version affected it some um but yeah 70 so nope no points for that one
2: and it's uh, a little wild
0: yeah i think that's about it i think everything else we've uh we've talked about oh no i'm sorry um Mike did have a release come out, uh, Destiny Two, the Witch, Ki- the Witch Queen expansion thing, and that got a ninety. Ooh! Oh! So he got twenty points for that. Nice. Smart okay, pick. so hold on. Ninety is twenty points. Ninety-six is thirty-two. I'm gonna have to do some math That's, later.
2: My guess is that every point <laughs> over ninety is doubled. Yeah. Because you're six over ninety, and you have twelve extra points. What you would yeah. expect, yeah.
0: Yep yep i am so glad that you can do math that quick because my brain was like oh yeah well, let's just do that later <laughs> <clears throat> simple addition who'd have thought
1: it's actually multiplication, um, but it's, it's but
0: multiplication. there you go even better <laughs> next let's do geometry square <laughs> equals triangle make it work
1: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man um
2: I mean, a square's area is basically just the same as a triangle's area of the same dimensions, but twice as much because it's not the other half of the triangle. If you think about it.
0: There you go. Everything he just said, with an exclamation point on the end,
1: <laughs> Ain't an upside down um, exclamation mark at the
2: beginning. Ah, uh, because we're doing a game that takes place in the amazing culture of lucha libre. Wait, are we transitioning? No, because he's yet? Got uh, more we're not stuff transitioning to talk
0: yet. About. Not quite. Not he quite yet. But we're almost there.
2: But lucha um, libre, it's awesome. It is. Anyway, let's continue. Uh,
0: my buddy Jeremy has wanted to start doing a podcast with me, and I told him, "Yeah, sure, man, I'm down." I mean, I have free a lot of free time at the moment, um, so uh, it's the working title is yet another BS podcast because it's just he just wants to get on there and bullshit. There's no okay. like real topics or anything. He does want to set up like Anchor has this thing where you can do voicemails so how he wants to have people call in and like ask us questions and give topics and topics and stuff once we get people rolling. But uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I'll let everybody know like when the first episode comes up and things like that. If you, uh, if you want to hear just me bullshit about things that isn't video game related, then that'll be there. Um, And then this English massive story that I have noted, is just one that my mom told me earlier and it blew my mind. So, we're sitting at the dinner table and she's talking to me and my dad and she says yeah i saw this thing earlier where this guy has these english mastiffs and one of them's 250 pounds and he bre- like sells the breeding you know i don't know what that is a sire cost or whatever like where you pay him to let him bang your dog the dog bang the dog you know what i'm saying yeah. anyway three thousand dollars is what it costs to have it mm. made right and i was like jesus christ so she's talking about these big ass dogs and she tells my dad she goes but here's the kicker she says their names are paul harrison and ringo (laughs) and without missing a beat i looked my dad dead in the face and i said he had one named lennon too but someone shot it (laughs) oh and my dad just looked at me and started cracking the fuck up and he goes holy that's marketable he goes that's a good (laughs) joke." and i was like zing yeah got him so i just wanted to share that because i made myself laugh <laughs> that's always a fun time but
1: the sad part is, is i them. made the correlation that there were there were beat they were the beatles and i was like which one is missing there you sad <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs>
0: that would be old john you know people people always talk about like you know i never would have guessed that john lennon like hit his his woman and things like that i'm like really did you ever listen to his lyrics or well, he's like um Oh, what is the one song, You Can't Do That, where he says, uh, I'm gonna let you down and I'll leave you flat because I told you before, oh you can't do that. And I'm just like, come on, he was singing about it. <laughs> yeah.
2: John Lund, <laughs> but, not a good so person. Way,
0: I was always a I was always a Harrison guy. Like George Harrison, George Harrison
2: he- was called the quiet one, but then you look up the shit he said and he threw more shade than any other Beatle. <laughs> Like yeah. he he wouldn't say shit about like Guns and Roses that would have made anyone blush today, you know. <laughs> it's like oh they covered John uh, they covered uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door three chords and they got one wrong. <laughs> like damn dude,
0: <laughs> I hate that fucking cover anyway. Dude. So oh it's like,
2: bad it's bad as hell. Oh, I imitate it because it's very funny. Like I hi I hi, I. Hi, hi.
0: That's the part that ruins it for me. <laughs> it's so that part fucking right there. bad. <laughs> and and what's what's like. What gets me is that my dad hates Guns N' Roses for that song. And I'm like, they actually do have some good stuff, but not that. Like, I tried to show my dad November Rain. I'm like, this song is a lot better than Knocking on Heaven's Doors because they weren't trying to be Bob Dylan. Anyway, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, it's still a song that completely jerks itself off super duper hard.
0: Yeah, it's also very overplayed. It's up there with like Stairway to Heaven and those types of songs where it's like, Everybody busts it out when they pull out a guitar at a campfire. You know what I mean? That's why I yeah, always but go. But if, someone oh, was gonna, if it. someone's
2: going to waste eight minutes of my time with an acoustic guitar at a fucking barbecue or whatever, if they start playing American Pie, cool. If they're doing November Rain, that means there's like five minutes where they're just doing noodling by themselves.
0: I love me. by themselves. <laughs> Fair myself,
1: enough. I'm you just love. saying it,
2: you, it, it is fine no, for a musician to jerk off. It's fine for a musician to jerk off musically. It is not fine for them to basically grab their dick like it's a rattlesnake and act like they're trying to bring the rattler out the throat in. <laughs> like, there is a point.
0: I suppose so. <laughs> um, yeah, I would be more impressed if they bust out, like, Greengrass and High Tides Or ooh. something I'm just like, oh, okay, let me, let me see if you fucking play the shit out of that guitar. But it actually is not just wanking, is what I call it, guitar wanking mean, I mean, gu- I, mean I, sent you, I sent you two wank. songs the other day that were just guitar wanking for five minutes, though, so I can't really say much.
2: Guitarists wank as a matter of existence, though. Like, that's kind of how they try to prove their own validity, is they wank aggressively.
0: I remember uh, Devin Townsend, there was a quote by him. He goes, when I was in high school, I didn't get laid very much because I had an obsession with playing guitar fast mm. and not pretty chords and stuff. <laughs> but it just made me laugh. Um, so... Speaking of... Well, we'll loop it back around to uh, Lucha Libre. Uh, we played Guacamelee! this week. Yeah, Which we did. I think means that we should uh, bring up the uh, Odubs.
2: Fuck, this is a video game podcast, my bad. The
0: the Odubs. Yeah, it's a uh, Let's get Guacamelee. that Odubs.
2: Dubs
0: Guacamelee! Which was developed by Drinkbox Studios and published by Drinkbox Studios and Activision. Uh, Guacamelee is a Metroidvania action platforming video game developed and published by Drinkbox Studios, initially launched in April of 2013 for the PlayStation 3 and Vita, and then was later ported to Microsoft Windows in August and to OS X and Linux in February 2014. An enhanced edition entitled Super Turbo Championship Edition was released for the Wii U, Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Xbox 360 in July of 2014. And then it later got released on the Switch in October 2018. So this game's gotten a bunch of different releases. Uh, The game draws inspiration from traditional Mexican culture and folklore. And there is a sequel that was released in 2018 called Guacamelee 2. So let me hear some first impressions from you gentlemen. Like going into this. Nate, why did you pick this? that's what i want to know like what was the what was your intention behind picking
2: it yeah so I, it. Oh, I have a guess i hope it's what i think
1: it is uh well i picked it because it's a metroidvania which i love fairly short one at that and i just love the idea of the whole um inspiration between, behind mexican culture and mexican wrestling in particular the lucha libre style is just fantastic and the art was really fun to look at so i was like i did not think this game was Spoiler, I didn't think this game was going to be as good as it is, so I was actually surprised by that, but I just thought it'd be a really good, fun time to joke around with my buds about and talk. give us an excuse to talk a little bit more about wrestling, which I know you two are never hurting to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Fair I enough, was... that wasn't my guess. My guess was that you had heard of this game a while back, and then it came back into your conscience when you started playing Dead Cells again, because it was one of the six games that was crossed over into the Everyone Is Here update.
1: Ah, that is a good point. That might have been some kind of influence to it, to be honest, but it's one that's been in my library for a while that I've wanted to play, and we've been kind of like in our whole trend of playing games for the show that were voted on by the um, listeners, so like, I haven't been playing a lot of my own games outside of that lately, Mm. so now that we're kind of doing host picks every couple weeks, it's been a lot better to get some of the games that I've been wanting to play out there, too.
2: And to be sure I'm not criticizing you for saying, oh, Dead Cells reminded you of it, because this has also been a game that's been kind of low-burning on my I-should-get-around-to-this-one-day list as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Fun fact, I got this for free, I think, on PS3 back in the day,
2: and nice. played it
0: and didn't really get a, get on with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Huh. Like, I mean, it was all right, but I don't I don't know. It was something about playing on the, the PC. It was definitely a smoother experience, and I, I had a lot more fun with it this time than I did uh, previously.
2: Well, first impressions for you, Willie? Oh, man. The moment I got into this game, like, I didn't know what to expect. I'd seen a little bit of the art style and stuff before, and, like, at first, it almost kind of, like, everything is kind of smooth, and it felt almost like Flash game to me. But then the more I got into it, the more I'm like, oh, they made a lot of really dis- deliberate decisions here. The physics work really well. The platforming feels good early on. And I'm like eventually my earliest impression was just damn i'm sad they made this a metroidvania because it's just kind of a little too easy because like it felt very easy in a metroidvania way early on like that they couldn't get too deep into the beat 'em up system or the metroidvania systems because they wanted to kind of combine both that would turn out to be wrong later on but we'll get to that
0: i was uh i was thankful because uh the last two metroidvanias that i played uh weren't nearly as forgiving as this one <laughs> Yeah. So it was like coming into play this. I was like, oh, God damn. I didn't die to the first thing. Sweet. Oh, I didn't fall from the top of the fucking map all the way to the bottom. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> shit God, like God that. for
1: that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, the game is really, really kind with its uh, death resets. Mm-hmm. Like if you fall off the map, you just respawn on the ledge. The last solid ledge you were on. No problem. Yeah, Not even it's a no health loss, not even
1: damage. You just yeah. respawn. It's not even like an end of the level or game over kind of thing.
2: And yeah. if you die to damage or spikes, you just go back a couple of screens. It's nowhere near Hollow Knight's level of like send you back to a bench for a long walk to think about what you've done. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, the colors popped out to me. It, it was one of the first things too, because this is very. I hate to say this, but it like it was like oh, this looks like art that I see in Mexican restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's that style. You know what I mean? And but the more I got into it, the more I was like. Oh, that reminds me of the um, like Mayan type architecture and things like that. And that's like they didn't do just your your stereotypical like people on sombreros and things like that. Like they literally dove into some Mexican lore and things, so I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, and I think an important thing to know about this game too is because I did some digging into it was like, you know, who came up with the concept and who did the artwork for it. So Drinkbox Studios is a Canadian studio, so it's Mm -hmm. up in Canada. But um, the concept lead and main artist for the game was a guy named Augusto Quijano, who's originally from Yucatan, Mexico. So, like, he came up with the idea and did most of the artwork for it. So you can tell that it was something something that he loved and wanted to bring up there to them. And I think it just works out great because, like it's obviously crafted with a lot of love and honor for the culture while also being hilarious. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And that, and that I, was another thing that jumped out at me was this game's funny as fuck.
2: This game has a great sense of humor, but I think that that authenticity is also very important. Cause like, I don't, I would have felt a little awkward if it turned out this whole game was like speedy Gonzalez or something where it was like awkward, you know, uh, someone yeah. else's view of the culture. And it's, it's definitely designed to be recognizable to gringos and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, we get the, uh, most of the jokes and all of that. But, like, it's also obvious that the guy that made it made it as, like, a tribute to a lot of the parts of his culture he thought was fun and interesting. That's fair. Kind uh, of like, yeah. I want to, like, like if, if I bring up Speedy Gonzales as, like, the example of, you know, white guy doing a Mexican thing. Like, the opposite is, like, Moana, where it's, like, it was really built by people that were like really into that Polynesian culture and oh. shit like that. And I think that this game did a really good job of finding that ground where it was like, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like I'm like, Oh, ha ha ha. Mexico was hilarious. I'm like, man, this game is just fun.
0: You saying gringos reminded me of a, a quick little story. I was playing Jurassic world evolution and, uh, I built a hotel and it was like, Hey, you can name your hotel. So I named it gringos locos. <laughs> right and my buddy joey looks at it and he goes well that's not a very nice thing for them to name that building and i went i went oh i named it and he went oh all right <laughs> just like, i was like I was, he's like why'd you name it that and i said because the only people who are going to go to an island populated by dinosaurs are crazy ass white people <laughs> and he went he went that's fair <laughs> that's
2: fair <laughs> say what you want about white people but we have no sense of danger it's embarrassing really
0: uh uh, me and me and Jeremy were talking earlier today about uh, he went to a zoo over in Ireland and he said that like, the f- the fence between you and the rhinoceroses was like a wooden picket fence t- style thing and then just like a six foot drop and I was like, <laughs> dude, I was like, you know why it's like that? Because they haven't had any fucking issues. I was like, you know why the ones in America are six feet tall fences with razor wire and shit? Because people here are dumb.
1: <laughs> they jump into the gorilla pit.
2: <laughs> oh, but that just brings you back into heaven
0: <laughs> dicks out for harambe and jesus
2: we are keeping
1: this meme alive three weeks in a row y'all <laughs> yes
0: and then you know like when jesus needs to save the world he just throws on his lucha mask and hops down <laughs> fighting things so finally i that's that's one thing i wanted to ask you guys about this because admittedly, I got the least far in this game out of the three of us. You both beat it. I did not. So they, um,
2: for, for what it's worth, our, I think our respective results were Dalton reached about the halfway point. Uh, I played it to the first ending and Nathan played it to the true ending. Yeah.
0: So, my question is, am I remember? I just wanted to make sure I'm remembering this right. You die in the beginning of the game. Like, you get killed by the, the fiery skeleton dude. And then, you get brought back by the Lucha Mask. So, i guess my question is and you guys might not know this in mexican culture like in that style like is there a thing with lucha libre i guess they're like the larger than life types like almost superheroes there so like is that like the correlation they're going for or is that kind of just maybe something they did just for a game effect
2: i don't know necessarily but i do know that like a lot of mexican wrestling characters tend to be like i don't know like there are a lot of supernatural concepts that are used in them. There are characters like, I mean, the first big, huge international superstar wrestling was El Santo, who was the saint. That's a very religious concept. And he was a mask wrestler. And there's also guys these days, you know, Pentagon, who is like or Pentagon Jr. Actually, but he's like a skeleton guy too. So it's like, I think that like, I don't know, maybe that all that intersects with complex Catholic mythology. And, you know, uh, I know that, Dia de los Muertos is very important too, but like I, I can't say for certain that I understand the culture enough to know that like a luchador necessarily strides the bounds between life and death. But I think maybe the idea is that a luchador is such a bigger than life character that maybe it just the rules don't apply. It's like a superhero.
0: Yeah, and that's that's basically what I was I was thinking because like I know that I know that like most luchadors that wear masks they wear their mask in public. When they go out, like I think it's Dr. Wagner Jr. Like mm-hmm. he's never been seen in public without his mask or something like that. Like one of those guys. It's it's really impressive how much they live that character. So I was just, you know, I was thinking like the larger than life thing. Yeah. um, I need a mod for this game where I can play as Vampiro.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like a little costume. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. So uh, my mind just blanked. One of you guys. Go ahead the uh, the game itself we start yes yeah, so like the game kind of
1: like wise, starts off where you're an avocado farmer and like a you're going to the town to do some help for the the Catholic Church like you're helping set up for I don't remember what the exact event was but you're helping set up they need help bringing in chairs and things and you get sent to the mansion um, of the president to um, bring some chairs over there and that's when the main villain of the story appears kalaka and basically destroys the mansion, kills you, and kidnaps the president's daughter. So, we have to find out if you are a bad enough dude to save the president's daughter. I like that.
2: Thank you. That was a good joke.
1: <laughs> Thanks. So, that's like the um, basic concept is the main villain, Kalaka, takes the president's daughter, and you are trying to save the president's daughter, and at the same time the world from Kalaka.
0: Not to be confused with Cloaca.
1: <laughs> no, do not make confusion. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: Well, no, w- well, my first thought when I saw the name Kloaka was Final Fantasy X when you meet that Owaka, you he's like, Welcome to Owakas. I just pictured being like, My name's Kloaka. So, like, that was the voice I heard for that enemy in my head. I'm he like, No, this guy is definitely not some British Final Fantasy character, but in my head, that's damn sure how he talked. it's funny. <laughs>
2: So there ends up being a huge cast of characters. You end up exploring the world, trying to find yourself between the land of the living and the dead, because uh, Carlos Calaca, his name is actually Carlos. You find that out later. I'm, I'm sorry for spoilers, but it's not that deep of a spoiler. No. Uh, they Basically, he, is, he has usurped the devil. He has basically trapped and imprisoned and tricked the devil. And his goal is now to merge the lands of the living and the dead. And he wants to take the daughter of el presidente which was your childhood love interest and make him make her his queen in this new world between life and death
0: yeah and your your name is Juan right
2: Juan aguacate
0: Juan aguacate
2: you're an agave farmer a very simple man and uh once you're killed you find that luchador mask which uh helps you you know i don't i don't know how the luchador mask brings you back to life it was kind of even in the game, I, it was kind of, like, hand-waved and funny, but...
0: I liked that before that, like, when things were happening, and they were like, Juan, run to safety. You're not a luchador. You yeah. yeah. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> like, only a couple characters in the game even call you Juan after that. Once you've become the mask, most everyone in the game just calls you luchador. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were not called Juan by anyone except, I think, the daughter of El Presidente, and also by Carlos Kalaka. and I think that's it. No one else calls you Juan.
0: And I appreciate that,
1: because that's kayfabe.
2: yeah Yeah, it's kayfabe it's awesome (laughs) I think no one else knows your wand except those people
1: yeah because once you have the mask on you are the luchador even though he is one big avocado farmer let's be real (laughs) dude yeah
2: (laughs) he's a chunky boy (laughs) triangle shaped motherfucker
0: he puts the basket around his neck and he gets all the avocado
2: right
1: (laughs) 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 I I think that was part of the storyline too was like as a child he was like training as a as a luchador and he just couldn't hack it or something like that back then
2: his childhood dream was to become a luchador he even like tried to put on a luchador mask and he made himself to fight some bullies or something like that and it paid off very badly for him but uh the daughter of the president does remember you yeah and she still kind of has a thing for you from the time you tried to stand up for her as a child which is kind of a jojo's part one type plot too but (laughs) whatever
0: he's got a sweet ass mustache too oh yeah I mean, I dug it. Like I love that. Like I wish I could grow a nice mustache, but I can't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could grow those nice. Tor- that nice torso he has. Great. Jeez, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he did look like he skipped a few leg days, but like he benches every day, all day. Like
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, from his trunks to his chin, he was just a triangle. Yeah,
0: big motherfucker. Um, the gameplay to me, like right even from the beginning, dude, super fluid. Like yeah little to no input lag he wasn't slidey not at all no like oh it was so it was very precise i guess would be the term not that Mm -hmm. your movements had to be but if you needed to be precise you could be which was very appreciative
1: right i think that's the main concepts of the game as far as gameplay wise is it's a lot of um simple platforming in the beginning and then the fighting sections like i know a lot of people don't like games like metroid because they don't like the combat this game brings in more of a um, beat-em-up style to it where, like, you have a, a system where you can do combos by pressing the buttons and using specials, which you get later on in the game. Um, and then you get throws, too, so you can throw your enemies at your other enemies or do special throws. Um, you have one called Das Boot, where you basically just, like, Sparta kick them across the screen. You have a yeah. you have a pile driver and you have a suplex, that's amazing. And so it's really fun just to punch a guy three times in the face, grab him and suplex him, and the suplex hits the enemy behind you, and then you can continue the combo onto the enemy that you just suplexed the enemy into.
0: <laughs> Dude, I feel like an idiot. I didn't even realize that you could do that. Like, I constantly was just little, throwing them around the room. I would just hit Y and just toss them. See,
1: so if you hit B, yeah, you hit use the, your specials, other, yeah. which were actual oh, throws. Oh. So you actually had, like, suplexes and pile drivers.
2: Damn, in fact, I'm one of my favorite combinations was punch-punch-up-punch, punch, punch, which, like, mm-hmm. lifts them in the air. They would jump up, punch-punch, grab, pile driver, yeah. and it was just like... Pile driver from the hey. sky, <laughs> boom! Yes! Oh, yeah. Would waste anyone that was, like, less than one of the more major enemies.
1: Yeah, and your That's enemies, amazing. for the most part, were little skeletons. So, like, you'd be fighting a bunch of plethora of different skeletons, like the main one... The main one you run into, like is the Goomba of the game, would be like the would be like the skeleton in the green poncho. He was bas- yeah. bas- basic basic attacks, and I think it was really a good way to train you. Um, you had a dodge roll, so if somebody was attacking, you could dodge through them, come up to the other side, and start punching them in the back.
2: And then they had the yellow skeleton that had that dodge roll ability, so you had to kind of learn yeah. that too. And they time were the it.
1: faster ones, yeah. And then there were the red skeletons that threw projectiles at you.
0: Yeah. now one of the one of the cool mechanics too is like you would enter an area and they would shut both ways out and yes. they would just throw some waves of enemies at you I really liked when they would do that and there was like that little portal that shifted you between the living and the dead mm-hmm. worlds mm-hmm. and you would have to jump in there because like say four enemies showed up and you'd have two green skeletons but then there'd be two shadowed out ones and in order to do damage to the shadowed out ones you had to jump through that portal go over to the land of the dead and then fuck with those guys. And there were a lot of uh, sections where the platforming was affected by that, too. I thought that was a really cool little mechanic.
2: Yeah, I hate to bring this up because it's kind of a mild spoiler for that game, but that platforming mechanic reminded me a lot of another similar mechanic in the game, The Messenger. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I I know what that is. It's not a huge... I mean, unless you don't want to spoil it for the listeners.
2: No, I mean, it's it's not a huge spoiler. It's a... If you haven't seen the trailer, it's a spoiler type thing, but...
1: Yeah, it does have that, yeah that, like the, like the platforming in this game was a lot similar to, like, I had things like that from the messenger, but it also just had, like, a lot of good wall jump mechanics. Like, yeah. playing on the walls in this game felt as good, if not better, than Mario wall jumps and, like, New Super Mario Brothers U, you, you know? Like, the wall jumps felt really good in this game.
0: And I super appreciated that your character actually had grip mm-hmm. so like if you jumped to the wall and grabbed it you could just hold mm. the wall and you would stay there so you could think about your next move instead of jumping up there and then sliding slowly down
2: and that also and you could time. choose to like grip it and then like let go and slide a little bit grip it light slide yeah. down like you had a lot of Control. Like, I at first thought this game was just, like, a pretty well-done platformer, but as you accumulate abilities, you start to get basically all the shit you had in Hollow Knight, and yet you still have such a great feeling of control over it.
1: Yeah, like, some of the moves you get, like, don't seem like they're going to be movement-oriented in the beginning, because your first, um, I think the first thing you unlock, which... This was hilarious to me, was like you broke a statue that looked like a Chozo statue from Metroid mm. called the Chozo statue, yes. and this man appears is mad at you for breaking a statue, but then teaches you how to do the rooster uppercut, which is basically like a Shoryuken, essentially, and... Not only is it a really powerful attack that's good in fighting, but it also acts almost as another jump, because it's not quite as big as your jump, but it gives you just that little extra upward momentum so that you can land on a platform you previously couldn't or go through something. And there's also blocks that can be destroyed by it to help open up new areas. So there's different specials. The Rooster Uppercut has red blocks, and if you hit a red block, you can break through it to continue on. Um, there's a few more other power-ups, if Willie or Dalton want to cover a couple of those.
2: Sure, I, I can I can jump in. There was a There was a similar, the opposite of the rooster uppercut was the frog slam, which was a, uh, just a straight frog splash downward that would also get rid of dream blocks. There was a headbutt, oh, go ahead, Dalton.
0: I just want to say about the frog splash, I was really hoping that he would do more of the... Like the frog splash animation, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, oh yeah, like tuck your but, elbows into your knees together. Yeah, and then in my, my brain, yeah. I'm like,
0: hell yeah, I'm about to RVD the shit out of this. But <laughs> yeah. it was it was more of like a normal frog splash. But I was, uh, but yeah, I was just like, I was hoping for over exaggerated. But they went, I guess, more technical with it. But yeah, that's all. Continue.
2: And then there was there was a headbutt that breaks through a uh, headbutt was like neutral B which breaks through uh, yellow yellow yeah. blocks. And then there was also shit. the dashing. Uh, dirt dirt. There was a torch. The dashing derp, because at that point, the guy who has been trading this, uh, this goat man called Waiki, or Waikivo, Chivo, Chivo, sorry, Chivo. he's been the goat and he shows up every time, and Chivo just like gets pissed off at you every time you break one of his blocks, but he just keeps on hanging out with you and telling you how to use the new power you got. And he, eventually, Chivo is like, hey, fucking, I've run out of names for these moves. Stop breaking my shit. Anyway, um, if you hit left in direction, you do a dash. And then that breaks the uh, blue box. He
1: called, it, he called it the dashing derp derp because he was tired of coming up with names for the moves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Done with his shit.
0: <laughs> I, I love that anytime you break one of those, he's always just like, seriously? Like, do you like when people come into your house and just break the biggest thing in the room do you always break the biggest thing in the room when you enter someone's place
2: (laughs) he's always like asking a little more information about your mom so he can go find her and uh, date her (laughs) Yeah, wink there's a lot of funny innuendo that's like kind of nicely pg pg 13 in here where i don't think it would be offensive to a child per se but like like i think that like especially uh it's a Hit which was the witch girl did a yeah. lot of that like almost everything she said was basically like oh not tonight i have a headache or like hmm you not know, my tight. you know you should like it you know
0: yeah she was very uh open let's put it that way <laughs> without without being too forward
2: yeah
0: uh it, it, to me, it was like it was the jokes that I appreciated, but I feel like that they would go right over a little kid's head because they weren't exactly. Detailed. It, it yeah. reminded
2: me of like being a kid and watching like Tiny Toon Adventures and be like, okay, I don't get all these jokes. Most of them were pretty good, and I come back to them I'm like, oh,
0: fingerprints.
1: Yeah, this is I what this joke so.
2: is like if you have hormones. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, like, also, like, what I was saying, like, some of the movement, those moves give you better movement options, too. Like, not just for breaking through blocks. Like, I don't really think that the down one did much other than break the blocks and move you downwards. Right. But, like, even the neutral one lets you stall in the air a little bit. So, like, the headbutt, you would do it. Like, if you started using one of the special moves, it would cancel out any gravity. So, you basically just did it in the middle air. And then, like the dashing derp derp would help you get some horizontal movement in the same way that the rooster uppercut did for vertical movement.
0: Yeah, and that that rooster uppercut was fucking crucial. Like you had to use that in certain areas. I thought it was really neat. Because
2: eventually, you'd also run into enemies that had a shield, which would only be able to be broken by certain types of attacks. So, like if you saw a red shield on them, that mean they had to be used. You know, you had to hit them with the rooster uppercut before they would take damage from any attacks. And so, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, between that and, like, also, like, there were moving platform areas where there were also enemies that were, like, hanging around, like, with timing, because there was, like, a bomb enemy, like, from Final Fantasy's bomb, that would basically explode over a certain amount of time. Like, you, you got this, you had to learn how to use your abilities to juggle yourself and the enemy mm-hmm. in the air, and it, I don't know, it, it got really surprisingly deep.
0: I uh, I really hated the underground
1: enemies, the ones that were like the little flowers.
2: Yeah,
0: mm. that would then pop up. I fucking hated those things.
1: Those but were a pain. Once I fi- figured them out, but once you gained the frog splash move, you could actually hit them from the top, and it would knock push them out of the ground, so you could start punching them before they did their attacks.
2: But you had to do it Beautiful. before they actually launched yeah. the attack, because once they got committed to the animation, they were just immune. So, like that was maybe one of the lesser enemies of the game. I also wasn't too big on the fish enemies that would like stand in the water and then jumping flying fish at you.
1: Yeah, they were more of a stage hazard in my opinion than a enemy. Um, A couple of the other enemies in the game were there were giants that you had to fight and they were basically just like you had to jump up and hit them center mass. Like if you punch their legs it didn't do anything. So you had to do all these combos in the air in order to damage them. Um, There were the chupacabra, which were these flying little goat dudes that would spit blood at you. <laughs> and they were a pain they were probably one of the most pain in the ass kind of enemies in the game because they could just interrupt your combos if you just got slightly off rhythm with your attacks
0: see i don't i don't think i made it to seeing those guys um i hate to admit that i put in the exact same amount of time well a little maybe you know 20 30 minutes less than you guys did and you beat it and the last major thing i did was got the frog splash and started exploring more and it was like i don't know how i kept getting lost but i got lost a lot in this game just <laughs> running around
2: it's just, it's the nature of the genre, you know? And sometimes you just go back and you want to see what you can do with your shit, too.
0: Exactly. And that was, like, that was what I did, was I was always backtrack my steps and go try out my new moves places. But I, I kind of was like, the- I
2: didn't go back as much because I felt like I wasn't... I wasn't impoverished enough with my current abilities that I needed to gather new shit yet. So I kind of kept on pushing forward because I'm like, until I die of either a lack of stamina or a lack of health points, I'm just going to keep on walking forward. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I really like most Metroidvanias, the explore, like getting lost and exploring, annoys the shit out of me. This one, hmm. I enjoyed it though. Cause I like, I liked the art style and stuff. So, Plus, the, like, all the little posters and stuff you would find. were Oh, God, area. I'm
2: so glad you brought that up. So, throughout this whole game, like, throughout all the walls and stuff, there are these posters on the walls, especially in the cities and the towns and, like, the areas where people are still living. And they're, like, references to all these fun things, but, like, done as if they're, like, posters for upcoming Lucha Libre matches.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite ones was a clear reference to Castlevania. It was El Hombre versus El Vampiro. And it was basically... Dracula and a guy that looks suspiciously like Simon Belmont (laughs) a poster together.
2: But it was wild how many different things they sourced them from because a lot of them were like references to like other indie games or other big games like that. But then it was like there was one that was just, like, straight up Player Uno, who at the time was a Chikara wrestler who was not known for much other than comedy spots. And now that guy is, like, pretty huge in uh, in AEW. He's uh, Evil Uno, one of the main guys of the Dark Order. So it's, like, that's fucking wild. That, like, he, his face was just in there because they are like, we, we love pro wrestling, too. Like, yeah. don't get us wrong. We love some pro wrestling.
0: <laughs> one of my favorite ones, I don't know the reference that it was giving but I just thought it was hilarious was like the three lucha heads that had the rainbow shooting out of their mouth with really wide eyes <laughs> like I'm yeah. not really sure what it was referencing but every time I ran by that I went I like that. <laughs>
2: I think my top favorite one was there was just a character that was geometrically based on the same shapes as Strong Bad who was a character from like Flash cartoons from 20 years ago but it just it was it was basically Strong Bad and underneath underneath, underneath him it said Fuerte Molo which is just a really bad translation of the name Strong Bad in Spanish. <laughs> like, that's so funny to me.
1: Yeah, but they definitely did other indie games, too, cause I remember one that was obviously the Castle Crashers, and it was called Los yeah. Casa Crashers.
2: <laughs> Los Casa Crashers, that's right. And then there was, like, the the VVVVVV v, 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 v head guy that was just, like, in, like, on a shelf in one of the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> was, like, they did so many different, like, cool environmental things. The more you paid attention to, the more you would like them. I, I do
0: have a quick question. I know we're talking about the posters, but as a mechanic thing, there were a couple spots that I got to where it looked like you would have to crawl to get through. Do you ever get a move
1: to be able to go through that? Okay. So story-wise, yes, you do end up do getting a move like that. Um, you end up getting transformed into a chicken by Kalaka. <laughs> and so eventually when you're doing that, um, you, were start, you have to start – you're stuck as a chicken for like 10 minutes in the game and so you have to start running yeah. through the area and you run into another chicken he's like oh don't you know you can just change forms by yourself just hit the else button <laughs> so then from that point in the game on you could change between one and the chicken one <laughs> okay, also but...
2: is it just B, or is there an implication as to who the chicken okay oh, yeah, that chicken's the devil okay so yeah, that's el that diablo yeah yeah Okay, just just making sure I wasn't the only one that was like thinking, "Wait, shit, hold on." No, it, it
1: confirms a little bit later in the game that it is the yellow I don't know if okay. you went to the infierno. Yeah, you did. So you probably saw him down there.
2: I I, w- I went to I went to El inferno, but I didn't actually do any of the tasks. Okay,
1: because you do end up talking to that. Same but I did see in. that I,
2: <laughs> I did see that the devil had been transformed into a chicken by Kalaka as one of his plots, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, shit that design. Oh, that's." Mm.
0: That that also explains the unlockable costume that gives Juan the chicken suit. Yeah, because I was like, that's and, really random.
2: <laughs> and the costume that gives him the devil suit, which is what I used through most of the game towards the end, because the devil suit lets you uh, heal every time you hit an enemy, but you only have half health.
0: Hmm. Well, that's yeah, so that's like a give and take. I didn't realize that the costumes had different stuff. I just every time I got a new one, I would change to it
2: yeah there were
1: a few different costumes and the funny thing is if you beat the game in the devil costume at full health that gives you a um achievement i got it you did get that one i did get the, that one the baby. devil wears revenge because like the it's like the devil's revenge for kalaka <laughs> <laughs> transforming him awesome. into a chicken so i didn't get that one because i didn't play that in um that suit but i want to go back and get that at some point too hell yeah
0: I did appreciate some of the achievements this game had that I got, like, some of the names of them. Let me uh,
1: pull yeah. it up and look at it. Okay, one, and uh, before we get, like, this is an achievement, too, but I thought this was a really great reference. So, you end up um, fighting a boss um, called the Adebrije, which is basically, like, a Mexican art form. I can't remember exactly, but it's, like, pretty cool. And you end up fighting him, and he chases you. Across the map, and you're basically doing an outrunning segment where you have to outrun this mm. monster that's chasing you. At the end of that section, you get to an axe. So you that's right. So you step on the axe, and then the bridge falls out from underneath him, and he falls into the lava. So it's basically like a Bowser fight <laughs> from Mario One, <Warren>. yeah. <laughs> and you get an achievement when you do that. Um, called Gato Frito, Fried Cat. That's one. That's one
0: big Gato Frito. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I love that. Uh, reference. Even towards
2: the end of the game, too, there were a ton of fun little references like that too. Like even in the last stages, music. Like if you after it looped a little bit, there was a little bit of music that was just going do 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 do.
0: There's apparently a <laughs> there's an achievement for starting a game a new game in safe slot two, and it, the achievement is called Next Gen. And I think that's because oh, the, the original, original version of the game didn't have <laughs>
2: that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. This come... game just like they, they seem like they made it with a lot of love for their genre for like they made a game that was based on the love of video games, the love of Lucha Libre culture, the love of Mexico. Like this game, all the love just comes through so hard. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, there was only one other achievement that jumped out at me. I haven't gotten it yet, obviously, but it become a chicken is called Pollo Power. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's you're not too far from that, from what I remember, from where you left off in yeah. the game, like because that is about a halfway mark point in the game. I feel like too is when you become the chicken. Okay, well, I'll, I'll probably pick it up
0: a little and play it a little more tonight because I got to pile drive somebody. I
1: tell yeah, <laughs>
0: like that's just a so thing that I have to do.
2: So you hit the grab button and you down and the attack button and that should awesome
0: <laughs> yeah um, uh what, what else did you guys like to touch on yeah so look like, we like- covered
2: a lot of the
1: mechanics um some of the other things i'd like to talk about a little bit are some of the characters in the game so yeah. there's a guy called flame Phase, who's basically um was cursed by the devil after he died just to have his head on fire at all times And so his whole thing is he just likes to sit in the bar and drink <laughs> to kill away yeah, the day
0: he's was- The alcoholic,
1: yeah. And, like, it's one of those funny things where, you know, like in those old Western movies where people would shoot their guns off at the floor and stuff. So every in the first couple meetings you had with Flameface, he would do that. Then he'd point his gun right at you. He's like, now it's your time to die. And he'd pull the trigger on his first gun and it would click because it was out of ammo. Then the second gun, it would happen the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really funny stuff. (laughs) I love that guy. And he ended up being a boss in the game that you end up fighting as well.
0: He's actually... Like I remember, the last thing I saw on my when I pulled up my map is his face glowing near the forest, so I have to go find him. So, he, dude, I liked him a lot, and I also liked uh, I think we we mentioned her. I call her Lady X because I can't pronounce her name, but she also cracked me up.
2: Yeah, I think the name is supposed to be pronounced Chatabay, but it's like X apostrophe T A B A Y. It's uh, she's she's like the witch character of the game. She has a huge crush on the final boss. Mm -hmm. Well, I call him the final boss. Everyone knows Carlos Galaca is going to be the final boss, right? Like it's it's very very fucking obvious from the start of the game. Yeah, this is not spoilers, but yeah. So she has a huge crush on him, and then he she's jealous that he's you know stolen the president's daughter because she's like Why is not on me. Yeah.
1: And then there was another guy called Jaguar Javier, who's a living that kind of started working for um, Kalaka at some point, too. And he was just a pretty cool boss. Like, supposed to be like the biggest, baddest luchador of his own. And you end up having to fight him at one point as well.
0: So there's actually like a lucha versus lucha fight. Yeah
2: yeah because he's like one of the first guys you've run into in the game and he's like talking about how you're not strong enough don't don't follow me or yeah. whatever
1: oh, and then you even guy. get in top
2: and he's like you're not strong enough don't follow me and he finally gets a Hogwarts javier and it's like oh we're going we're doing this it's,
1: it's a really good fight because he has a similar set to Juan. so you're like fighting yeah. another luchador that has similar abilities as you which makes for a really fun fight
2: yeah yeah absolutely
1: because I noticed, like, in a yeah. lot of beat-em-up games, like, you end up having to fight somebody with similar abilities as you. And, it, like, if you look yeah. back at, like, old Double Dragons and things like that, and it's never been fun. This game had a good way with enough of movement and enough movesets that the fights were actually really fun against characters with similar abilities. Like, I would wonder how you, if you could do a versus mode, how that would feel, like, if me and you could fight each other, you know? Yeah, that would be fun.
0: Like, uh, I feel like, did does it... Did Juan end up showing up in, like, Brawl Out or anything? Yeah, like, he's in one game? of
1: them. Like, it wasn't... Which one was he? I think I think it might have been Brawlout.
0: I think because Brawl Out was the one that had, like, ukulele And or, the prisoner like, the from weird... Dead
1: Cells.
2: Yes, uh, Juan Agu- Juan, Agu- Juan is a guest guest character in Brawl Out. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm going to have to
1: install Brawl Out
0: because I, I have yeah, that awesome. game and I'm always like, I should check this out and
1: then I never do, but... I, I haven't played that. I don't have that one. I might have to check it out as well.
2: I was yeah. looking up characters from crossover fighting brawlers that are indie-based, and like, I found out Waltaro well, was in two of them last time, so, you know, <laughs> well, two time, two episodes ago, but, you know, it's, it's so weird.
1: Um, there are a couple other moves that you get in the game, too, that are, end up being really fun as well. Um, I'm having trouble with the names of them. Willie, you might be able to help me out there. There's the one that's like the... Um, the move from hollow Knight, where you could do the crystal dash where you basically i think it was just called goat fly goat fly—that that is the name of it. So i think it was goat fly and goat climb are the ones you have yeah so goat fly know. basically if you're t- uh, attached to a wall you can just send yourself infinitely flying in the other direction that's awesome so it's like really <laughs> cool because you can reach new platforms that you couldn't before off screen and then the other one's goat climb so like instead of like having to do wall jump stuff you can run straight up a straight wall so it adds even more crazy platforming elements towards the end of the game when you get those two abilities.
0: Now, now does that help with the walls that are covered in that green
1: slime? Or is no. that just there? Just because that's just... You can't climb yeah. it. Okay.
2: Green, green slime walls are just straight up. You should not be on. Oh, Also, you
1: do okay. get a double jump at one point in the game. You don't start
2: with that, too. Oh. Yeah, so you, oh. Get a, you get a traditional double jump in addition to the uh, rooster yeah. rubber okay.
0: I got to tell you really quickly. I, had this, I knew this kid growing up. And he told me that he could double jump.
2: <laughs> what IRL? Like,
0: yeah, in real life. And I said, "You're full of shit." He goes, no, nah, man. It's totally possible. Watch." And he jumps, and then like tries to like throw himself up further, and hyperextended his leg. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then he died.
0: <laughs> and then he just hit the ground holding his leg, and I went, yeah, "That seemed to go well, Mike." That seemed to
1: go. I <laughs> had to be fun to watch, though. <laughs> Oh, hilarious.
2: <laughs> <fucking hilarious>.
1: <laughs> 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 Exactly. Oh man, you gotta love stuff like that. <laughs> but
0: but the uh, the move where you can fly across just like you call it a goat fly, yeah. dude, that sounds hella yeah. helpful. Oh it is.
1: And it's especially, especially useful to get in to the secret areas just... because like after I'd beaten the game, I went ahead and did some more exploring because like I wanted to see how close I could get to hundred percent. I'm at ninety-nine percent now. Um so, we didn't talk about this a lot, but you do go to Hell. You can go to Hell, Inferno, in the game. So, what in, is basically in Inferno is a set of 17 challenge rooms that you have to be able to do. Oh, yeah, shit. and so like, you can get bronze, silver, and gold medals. In order to get 100%, you have to gold medal all of them. I just wasn't ready to do Ooh. that last
2: night. <laughs> so, I, I reached the entrance of El Inferno, and I... Went there, and I kind of looked around and thought, like, you know, this is charming and fun. And I just fucking left the moment I could so I could continue doing the game. So I, so it's challenge rooms, mm-hmm. then. Specifically, like, can you do this in six seconds or right. something?
1: Right, and there's ones that's like, um, get the biggest combo you can without being able to dodge. Do the biggest combo you can mm-hmm. without being able to throw. Get the biggest combo you can without being able to do your special moves. So there's a lot of challenges that's- like that. Then there's platforming challenges, like, get through this segment in x amount of seconds for bronze, x amount of seconds for silver, x for gold. So there's a lot of stuff like that in there, there's Just a lot of different challenges and like in order to get one of the special power-ups which is Poyo Bomba, which is basically you shoot an egg out when you're in your chicken form, it's a bomb. You have to get a silver medal on 10 of the rooms in order to get the true Ooh. ending of the game, you have to get a gold medal in at least 10 of the rooms. Phew okay so i'm currently at 10 gold medals
2: (laughs) i only hit the uh i did i did not get the uh, super ending i just got the basic yes
0: um one and if y'all brought this up earlier and i missed it i apologize um have we talked about intenso
1: no we haven't talked about intenso at all go for it bro
0: um so intenso is like what i consider your special (laughs) meter in in a game and when it builds up um Correct me. I think it was either you press in both sticks or it was L1 and R1. Both sticks. Like one of the two. Both sticks. Both yeah. sticks. And it activates. <laughs> and one just, like, becomes this glowing, like, bah! almost like Super Saiyan type thing. Not quite that exaggerated. But, like, all your attacks are faster. I felt like you did you more do. damage. Yeah. And, it, it, dude, it is super fucking helpful if you're, like, in a room with a bunch of enemies. If you just want to clear them out as quick as possible, pop that Super Intenso. But uh, I did find myself trying to save that for when i needed it and then i started realizing that it builds up relatively quickly so there's really no point in saving it
1: yeah i played a lot yeah. of the game without using it at all um then when i started like okay let's start incorporating the super intenso into the gameplay things got a little bit
2: easier <laughs> yeah because it, it definitely brings down like the golems really cool. yeah
1: yeah um i i, also I found stuff that- the- enemies,
2: like the windmill where it's like just had a lot of trouble with and that was like okay I could just out You know how to
1: dealt with those windmill enemies? I would just use the dashing derp derp and it would knock him out of their windmill and onto their back and then I could just continue a con a condom? A combo Continue a condom. Yeah. Continue a combo <laughs> from there. There's our word screw up yeah. for the episode. Wowzers.
2: <laughs> Hooray
0: <laughs> Um Yeah I I would mostly use intenso when I was fighting the uh i i called them spiky roly-poly
1: <laughs> the armadillos oh like, uh,
0: it was armadillo <laughs> okay yeah those guys like i would do that and then just kick their ass and throw them around yeah um, throwing is so they weren't hard. super hard but it really is dude. Oh, for sure i wish it did a little more damage for the regular throw but dude just when you have like five skeletons coming at you and you're able to hit the first one and then throw him in and just knock them yep. all
1: down it's like strike yeah i gonna say the combat feels so good in this game compared to other Metroidvanias and I think it's cuz like we said earlier it's mixing in the beat 'em up elements but the beat 'em up section is parts of it are really good too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm not even a big fan of beat 'em up games in general but I think like this one like I enjoyed I don't know just the way it did. Like the combos felt really satisfying to input and the damage felt, like, sensible and shit. And, like, I feel like towards the end of the game, you kind of learn, okay, I need to be spending my stamina resources really hard. hmm Yeah.
1: And then, like, one thing I was yeah. worried about going into this game, because I had heard that there were input moves, was I was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to use, like, do, like, an actual Shoryuken or hadoken input every time I want to do something in this game? No, it's not really true input moves. It's all just, like, psi, like up, down, left, right, B, or neutral, B, or whatever, to do your specials. So, like...
2: It's more like Smash yeah. Bros. than a real input.
1: Yeah, it's not like you're having to do Sub-Zero's Ice right.
2: brawl every time
0: you want to jump up.
2: Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I was
1: a little bit concerned about that when we started playing, but then I saw how it actually worked. I was like, oh, this is nothing. This is easy. Come on.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is there uh, anything else that you guys wanted to touch on about it?
1: I I think that's pretty much it. Like, I don't see a need to cover, mm-hmm. like, all the main story beats, because... It's not a super story intensive game. It gives you the story that you expect. The true ending is just the happy version of the ending of the game. Like the, I'm not going to say what the main difference is, but once you get the um, the first ending, you'll be able to guess what the true ending is. No problem. So,
0: <laughs> oh hell yeah, man! Uh, if you were going to give this a lucha mask out of Dave Meltzer stars, what would you uh? What
1: would you guys give it? I absolutely love this game. I liked it more than I thought I would going into it. I expected a seven. I
2: kind of, I came, I came into this game wondering, like, when we first started, you were, like, pretty okay with it. And there was a minute where you were so hot, I'm like, did they just find a new favorite Metroidvania? <laughs> like, I feel like not only should you answer this question, I kind of want to know where this lies in your top five-ish. I could
1: do that. Um, So...
2: After we're done with our yeah. numbers. So
1: I went in expecting this to be like a seven and a half to eight out of ten Metroidvania. I I got a nine and I'm giving it nine and a half of masks out of um nope. Yeah. Because like <laughs> this game has just blew all my expectations out of the water, and I came in expecting to like it.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about right. you, really? I
2: I have no problem with that. I, I, I would give this uh I, I, I genuinely had a great time. I felt like the controls were incredibly precise, but, str- like, dude, I get this, that there's depth in this. Like, if you start playing this game again and you want to speed run it, Poyo Power is going to be so fucking crazy in terms of getting through a lot of those levels that, like, this game has got to be damn deep. Uh I'm just going to say, as a game I played, I'm eventually going to give it, uh... Let's say... Eight and a half huracan ranas out of ten Tope Planchas.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, eight masks out of Luchador Sweat. Nice. Um, I just... It was fun. Um I don't think I quite had as much fun with it as you guys did, but that it goes back to like yeah. Metro Banas aren't like my quite cup of tea, but just I fair. did enjoy just it. Thing, it like,
2: my, I didn't think I would like it this much because I didn't expect there to be that much beat-em-up in it. And I genuinely I thought my beat-em-up top level would be like I would give fucking Golden Axe an 8 out of 10 right now. I, played, I enjoyed this more than Golden Axe, so fucking apparently there's more to their genre.
0: Yeah, and that was one thing that really saved it for me was like the combat felt punchy and like it just it felt good to do so that definitely it up. Gives,
2: there's a lot of satisfying immediate feedback it feels really nice
0: yeah um well cool man uh so going back to willie's question for you nate where would this fall in your top your top list
2: Uh yeah
1: um so thinking about that like as far as favorite metroidvanias go um it's up there it's definitely in top three top five contention like it's oh it's up there with games like Metroid D- Dread, which is my favorite Metroid currently. Wow. And um, Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow. It's like in that range of how good of a Metroidvania I think it is. Like, it's no not as good as Hollow Knight. I don't know that anything will ever touch Hollow Knight for me, but it's definitely in that contention with those heavy hitters for me. Like, it's way better than other Metroidvanias that had a lot of hype coming out recently, like um, Bloodstained. Yeah, see, I haven't played uh, Bloodstain.
2: I feel like you you particularly didn't vibe with Blood. Like I think you felt like Bloodstain was bad. Aryo sorrow. So.
1: Yeah. Um, spoilers: If we ever play it, Bloodstain is bad. I'm gonna get hate for that, but I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll be I'll be interested in how uh, how you get on with the record of Lodos War one the uh, deedlit. Oh Under yeah, Land. that looks
1: fine, dude. That looks pretty cool too. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed it in early access. I have not played it since it came out of early access, but it was really it was quite fun and that's me saying yeah it. so like
2: it was i fun. mean there's still and there's still plenty of like legendary metroidvanias that are still left like fucking i mean i still don't think you've played cave story which is like the first indie game that was published as an indie game that hit that kind of high yeah i
1: haven't and that's one i definitely need to get into and i know that um uh, uh i gave a lot of praise to gato robato because i think that is a great game but like it it has nothing mm. on um guacamelee guacamelee just has like such a good atmosphere gameplay and it's just all around fun like i just love this game a lot a lot a lot
2: there's actually um, one little thing i didn't touch on in this game which is just i really like the fact that the music did different things when you're viewing the same area in the land of the dead and the land of the Living. yeah that
1: was definitely a really nice touch
2: like because it was it was done subtly a lot too. Like it wasn't always like completely different sounds. It was like the same instrumentation, but maybe like the trumpet would be muted and shit like that. Like I don't know. It was really cool.
0: Um, going back to all the like the great Metroidvanias and stuff. Um, I I would like to reiterate this that I've mentioned this before. Um, Retro Arc is technically on Steam now. Or Retro, yeah, I call it Retro Arc. You want to call it Retro Arch, do what you will. But so I mean. It is our show, and we could do what the fuck we wanted, so if we ever wanted to be like, oh, let's play Symphony of the Night, yeah. I mean, technically, we're playing it through Steam.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not against uh, doing that I'm at some just point. A- we might take a break to do some little off-kilter games like that at some point.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't have to become a regular thing, but every now and then, if we're just like, oh, you know what? Let's fucking play Jersey Devil, yeah. or let's play <laughs> Gauntlet, the original Gauntlet, or something. You know, it's just, who the fuck? You know, I'm just naming random games, but... It would be cool to do, too. That's just a thought. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I I did want to mention that Drinkbox Studios uh, did release a game this year uh, on January 18th, and it's called Nobody Saves the World. And I've heard a few people mention that it's uh, quite a fun little game. And I can imagine if it was the people behind Guacamele, I'm sure it is pretty fun.
1: Yeah, these people have gained a lot of favor for me in my eyes. So I'm definitely willing to give some more Drinkbox games some time down the line. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Well, um, before I get into the uh, house cleaning, as I like to call it, I, I got this email, um, oh. which was really interesting. It says, uh, warning, highly classified data included. And When I clicked on it, it says, dear members of the steam machine, uh, we are requesting your help in a matter of utmost importance we need you to report to our location, the oldest house in New York city. And the interesting part is the, the bottom of the email, it says a bunch of just blank blacked out text. I don't know why they would redact that information, but I will say that it is signed by the FBC, which is the federal Bureau of control. So it looks like next week we will be diving into some fucking control. (laughs) gentlemen.
1: Sounds good, man. All right, let's go. Let's go.
0: I look forward to it. Uh, that is my host choice. And uh, I've been wanting to play it. It's been on like four or five different uh, polls and has not won. So, motherfucker, I'm making it win this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> We're going to play it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that'll be next week. Um, and then I believe that just leaves the house cleaning. So, if you would... Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes or Spotify, Podcast Addict, wherever you listen to us, if they have a review system, we would love it if you gave us a five-star review and uh, left us you know, what, what you like about the show. I like to read out five-star reviews. I do check every now and then. When we get new ones, I read them out. So please, uh, that would be awesome if you would do that. Uh, it helps us a lot with the algorithm and all that other tech mumbo-jumbo bullshit. Uh, if you want to come join our Discord, which I highly suggest you do because we do have fan polls that you can vote on, Uh, and that game once a month we'll pick your game if we're playing a long game then every other week you guys get to choose the short game that we play in between Um, plus there's just banter and good uh, video game chat there's a lot of anime and manga chat that channel has become probably one of the more popular channels in the whole server which is fine with me man I love reading all that I'm just glad there is interaction and that is bit.ly slash tsmp discord all capital letters you good to go there. Um, if you want to come, if you'd like to, like, you want to come, jerk off. But if you would like to, like, donate and help Jesus, out the so show. so easy. <laughs> if you want to donate and help out the show, you can uh, join our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Uh, $1 a month gets you the episodes early, and you get any of the extra little stuff that we do on Patreon. Um, $10 a month will get you all of that. Plus I will read your name out at the end of the show, much like these wonderful people, Nate sir Cogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable old Jeffy Lube himself and Orisa Adam shout out to his podcast, revival and extinction. Everybody should go listen to that. So if you want to join that list of people, those wonderful people, $10 a month, um, then, Oh, Oh, Chavo. I don't know how I went through this whole episode and didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> You want to get a shirt, tsnpproductions.threadless.com get you a shirt with our logo on it, or it's just steamy, whatever floats your boat. If you like our music, uh, it's nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com is where you could find my music. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, when it comes out, Friday, uh, I think that's March 5th, is Bandcamp Friday because it's the first Friday of the month so nice.
2: so bandcamp friday i believe all of the money taken in by bandcamp will be given to the artist rather than the uh, company so there is no split whatsoever if you buy an album on that day dalton will receive all of the proceeds
0: yep yep the only thing that gets taken is if i have to transfer it from paypal to my bank then PayPal is like no we still we're still taking our piece but other than that i get all of it which is nice um so that'll be then and if you just want a cool link to all of that including the stuff that nate is about to pitch to you i would like to point you to bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast capitalized phonetically that's our website you can find the episodes uh links to all of our stuff uh including one turtle bear man so sir if you'd go ahead and pitch your stuff
1: oh yeah so you can find me on twitch twitter and tiktok at turtle bear man here recently i started playing on fridays um Spongebob The Battle for Bikini Bottom. That's been a fun one. I'll probably stick with that one for a couple of weeks. So if you want to catch that, catch me on Friday. If you want to catch my retro stuff, I just played um The Goonies 2 for the NES on Sunday. So if you like retro, come catch me Sunday. For Friday for a little bit, I'll probably be playing Spongebob. So come catch me out, guys.
0: Yeah, the, sponge, the Spongebob's awesome too. I really enjoyed that last stream you did. You kept me entertained while I built my massive bridge <laughs> in <Oregon>. ark. <laughs> uh willie you got anything you would like to plug this week my good sir
2: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well i have a recommendation uh i don't know where you can watch it it's probably on disney plus but just because what you guys were talking about earlier you guys should everybody should go watch the movie my date with the president's daughter <laughs> stars the guy who played eric from boy meets the world i can't remember will F- will Friedel, will ferrell something like that yeah anyway uh next week control I think that about does it, gentlemen. And I did not look up a Spanish way to end this, so...
2: Adios, amigos!
0: You didn't even let me get out there, as always. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Sorry, let's try it again.
0: As always, guys.
2: (laughs) Chubabi Pink, Adios!
0: I'm not editing that.